Welcome, welcome coaches, teachers, parents, and medical professionals. You are listening to Larissa Mills and my podcast, At The Table. I am the founder of iParentGen.com. And today and every day, we are going to discuss how families and schools are managing technology and raising children and teaching them. We are also going to listen to how technology is impacting athletes and their level of sport. So let's get to it. Stay tuned and please call in with your questions or join us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. But parents, you are not alone. There are courses, articles, and videos on my website. Please sign up for free. So let's get listening. Hello there, Dr. Maya Clark. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm excited to have you here today. A, not because I'm I'm going to use you in any way to get to Philadelphia and try the restaurants, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I want everybody to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I think we all know that technology has sort of taken over a little bit of the behavior right now. So I have you here on the parent talk today. You're... Um, Basically, you are married, you have two children, you were a respiratory clinician for 30 years, and you were teaching respiratory um, uh, tech, and you were working in a lab for 17 years, and then you um, went to the university, your professor at the University of Cincinnati, and then you started this business about social emotional needs Um for social media for kids with special needs. Uh, and I think it's interesting because we are seeing cyberbullying and bullying at an all time high. And this category of children with special needs is at a very vulnerable risk state, right? Um, yes. and, and I really want you to, to share that. Now, not only are you like Miss Physical Fitness, you love <laughs> photography and you love going to church and having a healthy lifestyle. So I want everybody to get to know you too. Um, now, my first question to you would be, why did you start this venture? And I know, it, I know you connected it with your son. I think it was Chris, right? Yes. Why did you start this venture? Well, it actually came from Chris. It was Chris's idea. Yeah. But to give you a little background on Chris, um, my son struggled in school yeah. uh, with he, social and emotional needs himself. Yeah. And academically, he, he struggled and he had to get um, speech, OT and PT. Yeah. So it was a process for him. And... Yeah. Throughout that process, um, kids weren't nice to him all the time. Aww, he had times hard. where he struggled um, with friends. Yeah. And he developed this idea that negative attention was better than no attention. And it was very difficult to try to teach him he's worth more than that. Like, you... They don't deserve to be your friend. They don't deserve you. My son has always had a big heart, such a loyal kid, such a dedicated kid. And it broke my heart it to was. see how much he had to offer and how um, the kids weren't being receptive. And so wow. it was a very difficult and challenging time 
for us at times because when was this? Like, is this a few element? It started in elementary school. Okay, and it how... started in elementary okay. school, and then he would make good connections, and then sometimes, you know, yeah. so what? What? So all of that to say, it didn't just start in middle school, okay. but in middle school is when he got on social media, and it was different. So middle school during that social school, media, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was a little um, dif different because even as he was young, and I said he struggled, where he found peace in a lot was uh, extracurricular activities. Right. Like he started, he did ran track, did um, cross country, and so he had outlets that made it a little better. Right. And when he went to social media, um, we didn't want him to go on and we didn't realize he had gotten on. He was of age, but maturity wise, we didn't feel as though he was ready and he made an account himself. Oh, they all do. And, but they yeah, all do he, though, Maeve, he, right? Like there are yeah. kids who are 12 going online and saying that they're 18 yep. to get onto the more mature content. Or there are older kids and siblings saying, oh, yeah, I just use my account here. And your kid's into porn or your kid's into very inappropriate gaming. And it Absolutely. happens like this unless parents are attuned to the technology in front of their child. Well, what happened for us, fortunately, yeah. we told him he couldn't have an account. But he wasn't with it enough to realize don't ask us to be his friends <laughs> on account he wasn't supposed to have so he he opened a facebook account and then asked me to be his friend <laughs> so instead of us shutting it down we just monitored it right and we we kept an eye on it yep. and fortunately yeah yep. so fortunately he became friends with my husband and his friends. And that was like God's gift to us because they were all keeping an eye on him. And we call it policing his sight. Like yeah. if he put something up that was inappropriate, then if my husband didn't see it in time when his friends was texting him or calling him like, yo, check out what your son put on. Facebook or something and then he would yeah. check it text them and say take it down and then they had conversations as to why it wasn't appropriate why he should take it down and everything. so when did you get to the point where you're like something something we got to do something what was your turning point when he was befriending um ladies on Facebook that he didn't know right that was exposing their boobs yep. on their profile pic. And yep. it was I've like, it all. You, yep. yeah, you can't, because we weren't on their pages, but if they're putting it as their profile pic, they are. what's on their pages? Yep. And then he was befriending all of these adults that he had no, uh, no business befriending. And during the um, 2016 presidential election, you know, he would make comments or whatever or, post, or respond to someone's comment. And then he had so much hate thrown at him by adults. Like he was bullied by adults during the election. Oh my goodness, that's horrible. And 
Yeah, it was it was really, really bad. So that was when, you know, we had to get really serious because we saw his mental health yes. being challenged at that, right. that during that time. He started yeah. dealing with anxiety and depression and things. So we really had to go all in and we actually um, was able to get him in group counseling and things to right. to help. But we were proactive. We were very involved. You weren't just blindly ignoring all this. We weren't blindly ignoring it. That's good. Now, so you started um, an academy approach educating children with special needs about being safe online. So, how, what is, what is that? What it, what can you do? How do kids get in touch with this or find it? Okay. Well, I just want to say there's one piece. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because Chris. I just told you his story. Right. And my husband asked him when he graduated high school, what does he wish he had in school that he didn't have that kids that could benefit kids today? And he said, I wish someone would have taught, taught me how to be appropriate on social media. He said, no one taught me. Right. They teach you about bullies in person yep. and they teach you how to live in real life but no one told me how to prepare for social media and I wish it didn't take as long as it did for me and I would like to help other kids prevent going through what I went through and so that's where it started so um we came up we um he asked me for help and we came up with something called casing Collaborative Advancement for Social Emotional Needs. In our platform, uh, we developed a social media app to assist um, teachers and therapists who deal with kids with special needs to have a platform where they can interact on social media to kind of teach the children as a precursor for other social media platforms. Okay, good. So in in this app that we created, um, the teachers will post the question Monday through Thursday, and the students will answer in their own personal classroom. The teacher will have the opportunity, teacher or therapist will have the opportunity to read over the questions check it for appropriateness, make sure that it isn't anything offensive. And then once they approve it, then they'll allow it to be posted for public viewing and other classmates could see it. Right. This will be used as a teachable moment and they can then explain to them why it wasn't appropriate and why they needed to change or fix. And then the thought is on Friday, um, after they've learned the lessons during the week with their own personal class, then they will interact on Kaysen's company wall with children from other schools and other um, resource classrooms or with other therapy groups. And they will have another question, but this time they're interacting with kids they don't know. Right, okay. But their own teacher will still prompt and read their stuff for appropriateness. So no other teacher is interacting with the other kids. It's just that, I mean... Yeah, with someone else's class, right. it's just that they can interact with other children at that right. point. Isn't it amazing, Maya, that when you, when we think of 
okay, we're going to, we're going to make sure our children know how to swim. You can't just put them in the deep end. Right. And they're not just going to be able to swim. We have to slowly, you know, hold them in the water, show them that water's okay. Then they got to tread. Then they start to doggy paddle. Then they start to swim. Then they start to move. And then they start to develop their arms and the kicking at the same time. But this swimming takes three or four years. And yet here we are saying kids, okay, here's a phone. We're not going to teach you how to use it, teach you all the apps like Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, all those apps. We're not even going to teach you how to use it. You just go to it. And yet it is the most highly addictive tool that we could be giving them. Right. But you guys teach children how to um, manage Snapchat, right? Yes. And other apps? Yeah. How does that work? So what we've done... We started out with Case and Connect, which is our own app. Okay. And then um, it it kept evolving. Then we went to Case and Outreach, where we go into the community, to churches, camps, schools, and whoever yeah. will have us. Yeah. And we teach about the dangers of social media. Yeah. And we teach um, about bullying, anti-bullying, and how um, these different platforms and texting right. can be done over a cell phone when you send either sexually explicit or suggestive material through text yeah. or email or videos and as well as social media platforms. So we take care of all of that and by talking to them. So um, during the pandemic last year, we, we took it to another level and we okay. developed Social Network Wellness Academy, which is a platform that we're using to teach social wellness in our children, not just about social media, but teaching them how to be um, able to To adapt into society. Etiquette, right? To show etiquette, yes. And so in this academy, um, social Emotional development is a component, but it's not the only thing. We, we then go into cognitive development, academic identity, mental health, wow, and physical, as well as social media readiness. So we're actually teaching them yeah. uh, from a lot. the beginning things that they may have missed. And now we're doing it appropriately. And our philosophy is basically, if you can't beat them, join them. So don't stop them from using social media, but teach them how to do it right. And yeah. teach them how to prevent being in the pitfalls of um, being um, lured by child predators or by these extremist groups who prey on the weak or they prey on people. Snapchat. Um, that may not have friends yeah just to add something in there because you just you touched on it there in snapchat snapchat i just read a stat that the most criminal activity in the world is happening now on snapchat from drug dealing from um trafficking from sexting nude photos luring i can't even defamatory libel types of cyberbullying and bullying life like or where you're threatening others intimidation I couldn't believe what the police were telling me. I was absolutely shocked. And this was 
five years ago when I was inter, I was um, actually getting interviewed by a police officer about what I was seeing behavioral wise, right? We had this great conversation. I think somewhere where with the, in our, in, in Canada, with the police education and the doctors, we need to be a lot more aggressive in terms of what we're teaching kids about phones and make some curriculum and put it in the schools and make it more accessible because you can't just hand a kid a phone. Right. You can't do that. It's you're going to end up with them being addicted to something very, very quickly. And right. our smartphone is the number one way in which they can. But if they use a pinwheel or a gab, they take the social media all out and they teach them slowly in increments how to behave online and how to conduct themselves and how to talk to people and how to, oh no, you can't just play on a phone all day. You've got to eat, you've got to sleep, you've got to go to bed, you've got to shower. I mean, there are kids who aren't showering for days. Yeah. Addicted to social media. But um, let's get back to um, how are you connecting do they come to you and get this information is it, is it like a class or do you do, so do, do you teach it online? We, ha we haven't we, we haven't launched yet um okay. the, the course but the the thought is we want to get in a to the classrooms where teachers can teach the class or therapy groups where you have a social worker or behavioralist who has groups that they deal with mm -hmm. that they can present the material to their group um, once a week and we I have uh, parents that are homeschooling we yep. want to offer something for them where we have an administrator that will facilitate for the kids that are being homeschooled so the bottom line is we, we we're open for anyone who who finds value or feels the need to want to? I'm here, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we just will have. Everyone has to be invited in. It's by invitation only. So if you're a teacher, you would invite your class. If you're a therapist, you would invite your your uh, clients. Yeah. Or you know, if for us, it would be the administrator inviting the parents that didn't have, wasn't in a group. Right. And the reason why is for safety. We want to make sure, A, the child is who the child is supposed to be. Right. And to prevent child predators from getting in access to these vulnerable population well, kids. Yeah. Because yeah. it's bad enough that they're interacting with anybody. And you know what? This isn't exclusively for kids with special right. needs. because. Right. Sometimes um, you can have a typically developing child with emotional, who needs emotional support. And um, we're just targeting the age range of right. nine to 13. Right. But there are some immature 15 year olds that can benefit or some very mature seven or eight year olds. So this is just a guide and the parent will know. Right. The parent will know better than me if their child is ready for this I level think all of education. Have this education because 
all children develop at different stages. And you and I both, I think we talked about this the last time we tried to have a podcast, remember? And I was working and we we were having great conversations when we connected. (laughs) But um, it was more about, okay, well, if children are on a phone for 160 hours a month, where are they learning mental skills that help prevent mental health? That's the biggest problem today that we face. Where are they socializing? Where are they getting their social skills? Who is teaching them empathy? Who is teaching them motivation, self-aware? So all the emotional intelligence, we're kind of, we're actually in society not teaching our children as much. Right. And not, so we're expecting therapists to deal with the kids. We're expecting coaches and teachers, but really it comes down to empowering a parent to do it and feel that connection that they should be doing it with their child. And you touched on that. You said that you, you um, are trying to get the parents involved too and help. And yes. The mental. Oh, that's so great. Yes, absolutely. So in the social uh, network wellness Academy, one of our modules is social emotional learning. And in there, we teach self-awareness, social awareness, um, relationship building, decision making, and we're we're, um, really uh, uh, trying to build the child to be able to identify things within themselves and how to um, move appropriately and accordingly, as well as then to those around them. And we have a different approach. So with each one of our modules that we're teaching, um, we have a social media platform that we're using. For example, for example, um, in module one, we're using gaming and we're talking about um, gaming and how kids use Right. If they get addicted to the games and we're identifying the issues that can occur from playing too much and that will precede the lesson on self-awareness. And therefore, it will proceed. We're going to do gaming with what can happen and then we'll teach the lesson on self-awareness. And the purpose of us doing this is you know, to tell them like when your parents say don't play too long on the game, it's not because they're being mean, it's reasons behind it. It's and for your brain. These are, they don't understand yeah. that it's just for their brain and for their social yeah, skills. Exactly. And the hope is if we actually teach them that when they're doing it, they'll make better informed decisions and say, well, maybe this is enough. Maybe it's time to give it a break or this is what I learned. It's right. time to put this down now because of this and that, you right. know. And so that's that's one of the the, the things. So yeah. and with that, it's not enough to teach the child. No. The parents will have their own space in this course where the parents will interact with one another for support, and they ha- they'll be able to learn the same things that their ch- child is learning on an adult level. So then that they can go and help the child um, understand better because they're learning the same content. They get to ask questions to other parents. They get to answer questions and um, they have the resources from 
case and administrators and other professionals that will be linked in to be able to help answer questions. Now, I, I read through some of your material. What are just some, let's just say three or four tips that you want to give to parents to help them with the children at home and setting some rules and boundaries? Okay. Well, one would be take when you go to your child's social media accounts, yep. make sure that they're all set to private and not public. Okay. And that will um, allow only people they know and that they're friends with can be friends with them on those platforms. Right. Um, that's really important because um, you don't want, like my son did in the beginning before we um, were able to educate him, you don't want them being approached by adults. It's bad enough when adults pose as children, but oh these God. were adults that were known to be adults that he was actually befriending and we had to um, right. teach them him how to unfriend someone right. and the reasons behind it. So that's the first thing I would suggest is to set your privacy settings to private. The second tip I have okay. is to sit down and talk with your children. Uh, I don't care how many privacy settings you have. It does not replace the, the um, conversation that a parent should have with a child um, because uh, if, a, if you sit down and talk to them and explain to them why you'd right. be surprised how how much that will work life for them. On, right? yes, yes it will help yep. but if you just say no and don't give them reasons behind and they think you're just being mean but explain to them just like we did with our son and yeah. it went well and we were able to teach him so I suggest that you um do that as well Okay. And then also check the pages, check okay. the phones, look at them, see what kind of content they're putting out. Sometimes kids, especially if they have social emotional deficits, um, they may not even be aware that someone's setting them up or and bullying them. They may not even be aware that um, it's happening yeah. because they're just happy to be talking to someone and right. someone could be right. setting them up to do, um, to trick them into something, to lure them. Right. So just check okay. and make sure that um, the content they're not only putting out, but that they're receiving is appropriate. That's right. I do. I do promote to parents that, you know, checking their phones is like checking their seatbelt is done up in the car. Right. You make yeah. sure they're safe in the car. Well, you just gave them a tool that accessed 8 other billion people in the world and where people can find you and where people can be mean to you and people can access a whole bunch of things about you. So unless we're going to show them why they need their seatbelt on, right? Why we mm -hmm. need to check their phone. A lot of parents, oh, I think it's 83% of parents are not checking their children's phones, Maeva. That's the last step. Yeah. That's, that's that's crazy to me. Yeah, this is especially in today's time. It's uh, um it's really scary, and um unfortunately, every child isn't 
as talkative as my son was. Yeah. And he he just shared. Now he didn't always share openly everything. He would share enough that it would raise an eyebrow and we need to ask further questions. Yeah. And then even when he didn't want to answer, we wanted getting it out of him so fortunately that was the case now my daughter on the other hand she didn't talk as much like she could she could be a clamshell and and give you on a need to know basis so we had to learn how to deal with her differently because she didn't give us the same in that he did but nonetheless we had to And if I may share one story about my daughter, when she was maybe 13, oh, here's the other tip first, and then I'll tell a story. Yeah. Don't let your children charge their phones in their bedrooms. Well, you know that's one of my big ones. No phones or any tech in a bedroom, ever. Yeah, because you don't know what's going on, or they may be asleep. And or you think they're sleeping, they're not. They're not. So my my kids weren't supposed to be on the phone, and my husband heard her maybe two or three in the morning, and he asked her what was going on. He found out she was on her phone, so yep. immediately he got involved, and she got nervous, and he took the phone and he yep. read the phone. And she was texting back and forth with a classmate who was um, threatening to commit suicide. And so now I'm awake because I hear this commotion and they're having discussions. So we're involved. She's upset with us for taking her phone. She's upset with us for saying that we're going to tell the guidance counselor and, and everything. And, we were okay with her being upset, but we said to her, we have to get involved because we would not be okay with ourselves no. if this child committed suicide and we could have stopped it. So um that's great. The that next morning, yeah. So the next morning we got in touch with the guidance counselor, told her what we found, and they were able to get intervention. She got therapy. Thank the Lord she didn't act upon it and she was okay, but they were, her parents were extremely grateful to us for getting involved. Um, That's such a common story, believe it or not, that I hear from parents. Common, common and more criminal acts than, I mean, I I don't, uh, a lot of our listeners already know that there's stories that are out there where we've seen trafficking, a lure got to them, a pedophile was on my child's gaming console. Um, they're everywhere, parents. And unless you know and understand the technology or you're not talking to your kid and you ask about how technology works, um, there are great ways in which you can have your child be connected with less of the threat. So going to a pinwheel or a gab or a using boomerang for an, uh, an Android phone, there are ways, right? Mm-hmm. But I like your way actually, because you're teaching children how to use technology and how to 
make decisions yes. on different social media platforms, because mm-hmm. we know that you and I know very well psychologically that children are not getting that bond of security attachment by eight to 12 years mm-hmm. old. And if they don't get that, they actually have many, many problems later on in life. Um, they actually um, really, they suffer, right? And unless we are there to bond with them and connect with them, guess who they're going to go to when they're older? Not you. Right. They're going to go to anyone else. Because now right. for the first time in history, children are going to other children for advice, confirmation, and talking instead of parents. It's almost like there's a wall between it. And hopefully that's what I, I want to change. Um, I just have one more question, two more, actually a technical question. I got to wrap up here. So um, thank you for starting Case and Social Network of Wellness Academy. I think it's a great thing that you're doing and you're located in Philadelphia, but um, I, I really liked your tips. I'm actually going to post them as well. Okay. Uh, what is the number one concern, Maeva, that you have for children today that you'd like to um, help them with uh, your academy? My number one concern number one. is... It's a hard question because there's so many. Right. But my number one concern is the fact that they are not able to socially connect with other people because they're hiding behind screens and they're not getting the skills on the playground that they used to get. Like we would play outside. We, we may have fought, we argued, but we learned. Right. We learned. um, We were outside for four to six more hours a day playing. Yes. And now we're inside four to six hours a day by ourselves. Yeah. So that, that connection with other humans and life skills, um, that's my number one concern because if they don't gain those skills as children, they go grow up to be adults without those skills and they won't be able to function well into society and everyone suffers. The community suffers, the family suffers, the place of employment suffers. Athleticism, everything suffers. Everything suffers. And so I would say that would be my number one thing would be the social interactions and commitment um, and the lack thereof right now that is trending. Well, I think what you're doing is wonderful. Um, Where can people find you? What's your website? Can you share that with everybody before we go? Sure. www caseinllc.com so that's C A S E N L L C dot com and it stands for collaborative advancement for social and emotional needs. I'm I'm excited for you. I don't think I'm going to get to see you if I come to Philadelphia. You're going to be busy for lunch. (laughs) I I, I do want to say, I do want to say this, that I am looking forward to you coming to Philadelphia and we will make time and try one of those restaurants together. Oh, I I can't, I can't wait to get on a plane. I I mean, I, I'm, I feel a little bit like caged right now because I really, I am a big traveler. 
-hmm. and I've had to travel for work and I can't do it for the okay. for documentary and, and, and my book and whatnot. So I'm, I'm feeling, and I just naturally, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I like to go places and see my friends and I haven't seen my brother. Oh. My brother's in, in, he's in Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He moved there and I haven't seen, I, I wanted to take my little nephew and, and niece to movies and go to the pool and do my auntie things and mm -hmm. have them have them be raised with my children. And it's, it's just taken that a COVID has taken that away from my kids. Yeah. I, I, that's the one thing I, I have missed out of this. So um, I'm glad I have points because I can fly. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Good for you. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Clark, for being here today on the parent talk. And I want to hopefully, I want to share this with everybody. I'm going to send, send all my links on all of our platforms and hopefully thank we can you. do another podcast soon. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you.